Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Pull up a stool and join us. 585-866-4FAN. 866-4326. The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. On the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester. Yeah, it is a it is a fine line there um, for any young player. And, um, you know, they're going to make mistakes. Uh, so it's a chance to reset, uh, watch a little bit, and bring them along the right way. Um, and so it's, it's a go out there, experience it, um, come back in. Uh, to the dock, we'll reset you and put some more gas in the tank. Go back out, see how it goes. Uh, kind of that type of uh, that type of cadence right now. Do you anticipate him starting again this week? Well, uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes today, and uh, it's a short week, and we've got some some veteran players there as well. And I thought T. Dot did some good things. Here's Sean McDermott talking about rookie linebacker Dorian Williams. Just one of the topics we're going to touch on with Matt Perino of the Syracuse Post Standard. Gracious with his time on a on a short week here for the Buffalo Bills as they get ready to host uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Thursday night football. Uh, let's start with the uh, the big news of the day, Matt, the restructuring of Deion Dawkins, a little bit of cap space, and now the, the, the speculation as to whether or not that means the Bills might actually be in play for a player here before next week's trade deadline. How are you today, buddy? I'm good. How are you guys? Well, you know, I'm just kind of ready to move on here. Game in uh, 48 hours. Uh, you know, the trip to New England there, Matt. Um, before we looked at the trade deadline, what do you got to do against the box or whatever? How did that happen? I mean, a loaded question, but, uh, you know, it, I, I suppose it is the NFL. But are, are you pinning this more on the bills here and maybe just not being prepared as they should? Yeah, it's interesting. I, I think that there's a bunch of things that kind of go into a game like that. And, you know, there's the ghost of games past these immediate last couple of weeks where they just haven't operated efficiently early in games. And the first sign of adversity, you know, they weren't able to respond. They couldn't really figure it out until later in the game. Now to Sean's point yesterday, there was, if you go back and watch that game, there was a lot of good that the offense did mostly late, but even in the first half had a, you know, a play or two happen differently and they didn't shoot themselves in the foot. They probably, uh, probably end up going and scoring more points in that first half. Maybe it turns into a different game. But I also, like, I think it's got to be a mentality switch. Like, I put it out there on social media after the game that I think they need to be a little bit more aggressive and lean into now the side of the ball that's not only healthy but better. Even when both groups were 100% whole, I still think you can make the argument that the Bills' offense is better than the Bills' defense. And it's almost like they play... It, it, they the, the way they approach games flies in the face of that logic. And they, they almost feel like a defensive-minded team. And I get it. It's a defensive-minded coach. But he's always talked about, like, wanting to score points and not losing their fastball. And when you defer 
you know, it, when you're trying to find some momentum for your offense to go get the ball in the second half, I get the analytical considerations and what you're trying to do there, but have some faith in your offense. Give them the ball to come out, script up the first drive, make a bunch of plays. And I, I think this, it's too complicated. They made it too complicated. And now they're trying to get it a little bit more simplistic. And Gabe Davis has talked about it. Diggs and Dorsey have talked about it. We'll see if they can execute that uh, on a short week against a good Bucks defense. Matt Perino, Syracuse Post Standard, our guest here. So the news today about Deion Dawkins uh, restructuring his contract. Field Yates had at first $3.9 million. Matt, where, where do you come down on this? Was this just because of the Knox injury, or does this open the window ever so slightly that maybe the Bills could be in play for something here as the trade deadline one week from today? I mean, I think it's I think they're going to be in play no matter what, um, and I think that this was always an easy lever to pull in season. Dawkins is a guy that no matter what, where you see him long term, I do think, think they see him in Buffalo, whether it's a tackle, maybe eventually moving him in, inside the guard, so you know, moving that contract around and, and pushing some money down the road with him, I think makes a lot of sense. Um, it, it's going to come down to the dollars and cents of it all. Like they, I think they're sitting at around 5 million in cap space. It's nothing crazy. Uh, but I think if you, if you maneuver around a deal and, and the team that you're trading with is willing to eat some of that contract, uh, whoever it ends up being. And, and listen, there's a lot of needs. We could talk. I, I put it out on Twitter about like uh, Derek Henry. And I wasn't watching him, man. Like, he looks still like that guy. And I think that part of the problem with the Bills' run game is that they've tried all these different versions of players. And I think what they need is, like, a bona fide stud running back to really unlock that thing. We've seen, we've seen what it's meant for the 49ers. And the Bills were poking around at Christian McCaffrey last year. So it wouldn't surprise me on a, on a one-year kind of window to go get, you know, Derrick Henry, who probably wants to make one more run uh, at, a, at a Super Bowl. He's got a lot of experience. He's been a hard-nosed kind of player for a long time. It feels like the Bills brand of guy that they would go out and try to bring in. Or you can go the DeAndre Hopkins route. Uh, I was a little bit lukewarm on that at first, but after digging into it a little bit, I think he could still play. And Gabe Davis has been a little bit of a disappointment now as we're getting into the eighth week of the season. Like, it's been too up and down. And I thought there was going to be a little bit more consistency. There were some good moments early on. But maybe the key ingredient for this offense, unlocking it truly back to what it was in 2020, is to find a way to put Gabe in that third receiver role instead, where he flourished and let somebody else come in here and be the sidekick to, to Diggs. And that's what Hopkins would be. Then you look at the defense, it's like, all right, well, can you get a defensive lineman? Can you get a defensive tackle? I don't know. There's not a ton of options there. Uh, and the cost for the really good ones, you know, I've, I've seen people throwing around Jeffrey Simmons as an idea. Well, that is a franchise-altering contract that you have to kind of add to the books, and they just extended at Oliver. You know, who's giving off-the-ball linebackers away that are really worth, their, uh, worth what they're getting paid? And then maybe a corner could be in play as well. But to me... You can add any one of those defensive positions, and I don't know if it'll mean as much as maybe an offensive addition, uh, especially with this idea that they're going to simplify things. Maybe you get somebody in here and just say, go out there and play backyard football, and let's see if we can get this off 
offense going. Speaking of backyard football, one of the things we talked about yesterday is that Josh Allen might just have too many cooks in his kitchen right now. Too many people, too many voices in his head saying, Josh, protect yourself. Self-preservation is everything. Don't run if you don't need to run. Make the pass, stay in the pocket, et cetera, et cetera. And, And it's one of the things that I think limits this offense. I think the idea that Josh Allen is the dual threat that he's been throughout his career keeps defenses on their heels and, and it continues to advance. You know, when something breaks down, Josh has been great at improvising, but now that's been taken away from him. He's been sort of neutered. Are we hearing this week? Because it sounds like we're hearing this week, and I think he the quote was somewhere along the lines of, maybe I should just go out there and ball, or something like along those lines. Do you think Josh Allen is getting the restrictor plate taking off, taken off of him here uh, down the road? There's an internal struggle happening with Josh Allen. That's my observation. There is this guy that is, when he's in his true form, is so fun to watch, and I think he energizes his team, and he, there's some highs, there's some lows, and he's trying to like um, tame that part of his uh, psyche. And Von Miller said last week, there is no tra- taming Josh Allen. He's like a wild Mustang. You can't, you can't tame that. But at the same time, he did have a very poignant quote today, and he said, running as a quarterback over time isn't a sustainable model. And so there's a level of understanding that he has to evolve. I almost wonder, guys, if this isn't just Josh Allen and the Bills trying to convince the league that the version of a player that he's been in years past is gone, and they pull the wool over all their eyes and then unleash him late in December into the playoffs. Because to me, that was the, the problem last year. It's like they didn't have a pivot point in December and January when teams seemed to figure them out. I think they're trying to set this, whatever this version of their offense is, so that teams plan for that later in the season and then have to pivot when the Bills go back to what they were before. But there's... I mean, maybe there's an argument to be made that that's a dangerous game to play because if you're, uh, you know, maybe you can't get bullied back to that if it's not something that, you know, is truly your identity. And we've seen games in the past where they you know, remember the Jacksonville game where they had to completely reinvent things after it seemed like things were falling apart. So I don't know. I, I think they had a lot of questions to answer going into the offseason and the way that they've come out and how little he's looked to run. Like, it's definitely like a, a concerted effort that's been made. And, you know, I know fans are a little bit frustrated with the, you know, the comments from Sean McDermott about like he's doing everything he can to make sure that the offense, defense, and special teams are doing what he wants. And he's been a very, you know, he bangs that complimentary football drum and that uh. run football drum. And I know that's your favorite thing to hear and talk about on this 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 program. But um, you wonder how much of this this new version of Josh isn't just the identity of the head coach. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I want to go back to something that you said, and, and it was something that they said to Josh Allen, and now something that Josh Allen is parroting, and that, that parroting, and that, that is that 
uh, a quarterback running like that isn't a sustainable way to have a long career somewhere along those lines. I, I kind of want to push back on that a little bit because if you watch football the way I was watching it on Sunday, you, you followed up the Bills loss by watching Patrick Mahomes scrambling all over the place, improvising, right. gaining first downs, getting out of bounds, and not taking those hits, not absorbing that punishment. Lamar Jackson doing similarly. Jalen Hurts out there, you know, taking some hits, finishing the game, getting the win. Is that true? Do you believe that, Matt? In your opinion, is is that an unsustainable way for a quarterback to play in today's NFL? No, and that's why I, I don't truly feel like that's what I'm ta- that's what I'm like leaning towards. Like I don't think this is really who they're going to be. I, I think that they're just trying to find uh, you know, a baseline level where they can operate without that just to see what it looks like. Because I don't even think like Josh Allen is like this happy go lucky, like I love football, like when he gets out there, some of the you know, jumping over guys, like you can't take that out of your game. Like that to me that this just feels a little bit weird. And to your point, there's a way, there's a happy medium to live in that world and not put your body at risk the way that he has at times. And, you know, maybe it's something that maybe, maybe he gets into games and he, if he goes and he is, he's running and it's just like a subconscious thing where his brain turns off and he just goes into full fullback mode. And, um, and they're trying to mitigate that. I don't know. Only Josh Allen knows, but man, there was, Today was a, like the strangest press conference. I mean, Josh, you know, the, the big the big narrative or the big theme of the day was the, the Bills just not looking like they're having a lot of fun. And you know, Stefan Diggs said that you know part of that is probably because you know they haven't been scoring in the first half, and when they're scoring touchdowns, you'll see the fun. And uh, Josh Allen talking about finding like a a low mental state to keep himself low so he doesn't get too high, but maybe he's got to be a little bit higher for his teammates it's like man there's a lot of next level (laughs) stuff going on here psychologically um that you wonder how much like if this isn't all just some overthinking and and making it more than it is because when they've been at their best i feel like over the you know last couple of years it's been when they've just been themselves yeah or maybe you've dropped two or three here and all of a sudden You know, if Houston beats Carolina, guess what? You're falling out of the playoff picture. We don't say uh, in the hunt. Our graphic says farting around. We could get back the next week, and the Bills could be farting around at four and four, Matt. So um, you don't want to call a week eight game must win. But with all that being said, I mean, considering also what's coming up on the schedule, Matt, you got to get this game Thursday night. Yeah, I mean it's it's the danger zone. I mean the panic button has been a uh, popular topic the last couple of days, but that thing will truly be pushed if they lose this week. And I'm picking them to lose this week. It, there's too much weird stuff going on with this team right now. I I got to see them bounce back. I got to see. It's been three straight games of just strange. Like, and it started in London. I get like I, even at the time I wasn't overly comfortable with the whole idea that they're exhausted and that's going to completely, you know cast a shadow on that game, but they've not gotten out of the whatever kind of jet lag they have had because they've not looked like the same team. And it's funny because we've also spent a lot of time the last couple of days talking to Sean, Ken, and Josh about, or no, Diggs, excuse me today, about why the Bills are so good when they go up tempo and if that's something that they should lean into more uh, at the start of games. And I think there might be they haven't, nobody said this, but I wonder how much they haven't leaned into that early in games because you go up tempo and you, you have quick drives and then that puts the defense on the field and 
maybe playing that kind of game, a little bit of worry about getting into a shootout now with this, how many injuries they had without Ed Oliver last week. I don't know the, the complete philosophy or mindset there, but man, it's, it's an area when they go up speed, no up-tempo with no huddle, and Josh Allen can kind of just see everything at the line of scrimmage and they don't have to rush. Didn't it seem like guys like, I gotta go back and watch it. It's been a whirlwind of a couple of days here, but it felt like the play calls were getting in super late last week. And then they were in a rush to kind of diagnose stuff like pre-snap. And then when they finally went up Temple, that's when it kind of changed because he gets a chance to kind of put the defense on its heels instead of, I feel like overthinking things pre-snap. Matt, um, we started by playing a bite from Sean McDermott talking about linebacker Dorian Williams. You know, he's been kind of a yo-yo in this lineup since Matt Milano's injury. We've seen him. We've seen him get pulled in in favor of Tyrell Dodson. We've seen him again. We've seen him get pulled in favor of Tyrell Dodson. Uh, What what sense do you have as far as where the rookie is mentally and, and whether or not this is going to continue through the course of the season? I wonder what it does for his confidence. And I also wonder, you know, what it takes to finally have your head coach trust you when you're out there? Yeah, I mean, I think it's probably going to take one really bad Tyrell Dotson performance once they do this. I mean, that's that's in there. That's that's possible. We've seen it in the past. Um, so I, I don't think it's a huge problem with Dorian Williams. I mean, he's already played considerably more than Terrell Bernard did last year. And the, one of the things Bobby Babich mentioned about Bernard was how important that first year offseason was, where you didn't have to worry about the draft cycle. You can kind of recalibrate, really understand the defense. I mean, the problem for Dorian Williams is he's going out there and trying to play fast, but I think he, you know, probably doesn't really understand fully uh, all the parts of what he, what his responsibilities are. And, you know, Matt Milano, he, he, he played a very important role in his defense. And uh, I think filling in for that as a rookie who doesn't have any uh, snaps and you're like going into this thing, uh, especially like after not getting a lot of, play in practice for a couple of weeks uh it's a tough spot to be in so i'm not worried about Dorian williams there's been some good that you've seen and i think it's just okay you have a veteran in dotson who really can be a solidifying force in some of these games i understand the idea of flipping to him and they've they never shot away from that in the past they've done the you know rotation they did it with elam they did it with cody ford back in the day like they they, they have no problem doing that and so i I wouldn't imagine it, it will stop Matt Perino, Syracuse Post Standard, you retweeted something that, my goodness, this is like sports talk fodder. If this would ever happen, I can't even imagine. But the idea to help this Buffalo Bills offense that needs a tight end right now and maybe a tight end that can actually help them uh, when the games really get important. Do, do we know Rob Gronkowski would, might actually come back to the NFL if the Buffalo Bills picked up the phone or anybody else for that matter, Matt? I don't know that, but I do think that Brandon Bean should pick up the phone and check in and see. I, 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 it's never felt like, even though he said he's done a couple times, like he said that before when he retired, it's like, I think that itch probably comes up every once in a while. And I do think there was something floating around. I can't remember if it was Jay Glazer or something. I probably shouldn't even mention it because I, I can't, uh, I, I don't have it at hand, but it's, it doesn't feel like the door is completely closed. Let's just say that, right? Like from the way that he's talked over the years and, I know he's mentioned a couple of times that he wants the he's only going to play with Brady, but you know there, he was pretty close with the Bills a couple of years ago before ultimately going back to Tampa when Tom was going to go there. I just think there's a couple of things to play here. Number one, 
everybody's like responded to me quote tweeting that and saying, Oh, well, Rob Gronkowski, have you seen what shape he's in? He can't, I'm not suggesting they're going to sign Rob Gronkowski. He's going to come in here and play 80% of the snaps. Dalton Cade's the guy. Like I, I think what Rob Gronkowski could be is potentially a mentor for Dalton Kincaid to come in here and kind of bring some championship swagger to this offense. And I think we've talked so much about Josh Allen and his mindset. And he was talking about his body language. He talked a lot about his body language the last couple of weeks on the sideline. Like what better way to calm things down than to bring in the, the, old school party boy that has all of those years with Tom Brady and everything that he uh, accomplished with him and to bring that experience into this huddle. And I don't know, I think that could be valuable. It was just off the wall idea that I know the bills have been interested in him in the past. And um, I think the last part of it from a journalism perspective, I can't think of a better story than Rob Gronkowski, Western New York product, finishing his career to try to chase a Super Bowl in the cities from with the team that he cheered for all of those years before uh, he went to the Patriots. So Knox being out, Matt, how do you think this plays out? Do they can, cause they've been running the 12 personnel so much more than they did even last year. Um, which isn't saying much. I think they were last in 12 personnel last year, but it was something that early in the season, we saw them over half of the snaps running that 12 personnel. Is it, is it going to continue with Quentin Morris or do you find new ways now to get, to get Kincaid involved after he had his breakout game there in new England? I think to start, you lean into 11 personnel because they've been so good at it when they've, you know, historically, and um, they have run better out of 11, which is weird this year. I don't think the 12 is going away because they've spent so much time installing it. It's such a big part of their offense. But I think part of what they've been saying about simplicity in the offense is like maybe leaning into this a little bit more, maybe seeing a little bit more Deontay Hardy. I think it's criminal that he only had what 11 snaps last week. Like they got to figure that out. They, they, they're paying him $5 million when he has been targeted. There's been some juice there. Like the guy, he doesn't ever go down off first contact. And this is something that I was told when the bill signed him, I know he was out of football for a year, but that, you know, it's not just a run after catch because of the speed. He is physical for his size. I think the bills could use some of that interjected or injected into their offense. Um, I even suggested maybe bringing Davis's snap count down. He's at 90 plus percent every single week. Why don't you get that down to like 65 for a week, get Hardy up to 50 to 55 and see what a couple looks like couple looks look like with Hardy and Diggs on the field, maybe with Sherfield in the slot and then uh, Dalton Kincaid in line and just see what, see what happens. I, I think they have to get a little bit more creative with the personnel packages but then asking some of these guys to just do what they do well. Matt, I see your future. You have a rare October weekend coming off. How much uh, or how long is your honeydew list here as a husband and as a dad? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's pretty long. We got we to gotta get the backyard done. We have to start. We're actually going to probably be looking to move, um, not too far, but like in our neighborhood in the next year or so which means I'm sure you guys know this. Um, I'm sure you're veterans of this game. We got to get our house ready for that over the next year. So a lot of stuff that I have not gotten to some attic work. Um, it's going to be horrible. So <laughs> I don't know, but I will say like, there's a trade or something this weekend. That's going to put a real, uh, you know, dent in, in our plans. 
Well, you're you're like us, Matt. We will all be kind of getting ready for what's ahead in the, the long winter months in Western New York and, and getting that house ready for a big move and a big sale. Uh, what are you and, uh, and Ryan uh, scheming and plotting here on a short week leading up to Thursday? Yeah, we got a 1-4 here tonight. Shout is on a special Tuesday night here. It'll be our weekly episode. It'll be our preview episode all in one. And then, um, yeah, we'll have you covered at the site. Uh, I'll have some stuff up uh, from Josh and Diggs today on the site later today. And then uh, we'll be at the stadium. We'll see Gino on Thursday. Listen to him. Just listen to him. Thursday, you know, it's going to be late. You know, Ryan's got to work the next morning or whatever. You have to work yeah, the yeah. next morning. You want a you want a little cameo? You want a little cameo on <laughs> I'm, Thursday? I'm available if you need me. So you're available. It'll well, be like it's probably won't, we probably won't be live till like one. <laughs> like there are, you would think there are not a lot of people watching at one. I guarantee you, there are going to be a lot of Bills fans around the country watching at one o'clock. Push that start to like one thirty, and let's <laughs> let's see how far Gene will Man, I, I negotiate a start time. I find it crazy. By the time we get out of the stadium, these night games are like. It's 2 a.m. and there are people still tailgating. Go home, everybody. What are you doing here? I feel like Ferris Bueller at the end of the movie. It's, I, I, I don't know. I've never seen people actually like going hard, hard at two in the morning, but like you're right. Like there's people in their trailers. Although with the new stadium and that trailer lot not across the street, I don't see it as much. But yeah, it's, it's, it's an experience, man. That's, that's what it's all about. Appreciate the time as always, Matt. Have a great night on a Thursday, and uh, we'll catch up with you again next week, same time. All right, boys. Take care. Thanks, Matt. Matt Perino, Syracuse Post Standard, The Shout Podcast, joining us in the sports bar and sharing the latest news, the latest headlines uh, from Orchard Park. Yeah, as uh, if you missed what he said midway, he thinks the Bucks are going to win this game. <gasps> yeah, if, if, if you're panicked now, yeah. you lose to the Bucks and you're a 4-4 four and four team. Now, now everybody's panicked. I'm not panicked right now. I'm not panicked. Yeah, but Cincinnati at Cincinnati. Okay, you get Denver, you, the Jets, Philadelphia, Kansas City. Mm. This idea that maybe the Bills are slow playing it, a little rope dope action. I think it's an interesting theory, but it's a dangerous theory because, well, you got you better start piling up some wins yeah. here. You can't really afford it anymore. Uh, good stuff from Matt Perino there. Appreciate his time as he uh, joins us every Tuesday afternoon at 325 here in the sports bar. We're going to take a break. Come back. We have some takes on tap next in the sports bar. I'll drink to that is on the way. Yeah, as uh, well, <laughs> the idea that could the Buffalo Bills get a big name to help their offense? I'm going to say I'm going to lower your expectations. I know that's not a take that will get you to tune in, but. It's going to kind of redirect you on what the Bills could actually do coming up at the trade deadline. Also, danger, do not play the Mets theme. Do not call me Misfit Mets fan. I just said don't play it. I'm sorry. I heard you say I wanted to hear the Mets theme. No, I said don't because this is not me as a Mets fan or you saying I'm a Misfit Mets fan. Why I am rooting against Philadelphia tonight. It's not because of my Met loyalties. I'm sorry. Okay. Fair enough. Um, how about this with the NBA starting tonight? The team over at BetQL have done some number crunching. Over 10,000 simulations for the entirety of the NBA season. And I've got a few future plays for you to check out, courtesy of our friends from BetQL. Download the BetQL app to get access to all the tools you need to help win day in and day out during the NBA season. Plus, 
We're going to address sports ball people. If you don't know who sports bar, sports ball people are, I will lay it out. You will know, and you know these people. We're going to set them straight. We'll discuss that with I'll Drink to That on the way next here in the Sports Bar. Danger and Bataglia on the Fan Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.